Hi everyone, Terry Welbrock here. Just wanted to give you a teaser for today's episode. And it is just such an amazing conversation with Michael Andre Ford, who is going to talk to us about angels. And after we had finished recording this, he and I uh, had a conversation, and I don't know if you want to call it a session, did an angel session together, and wow, wow was there a lot. I think we were there for like 45 minutes, an hour together, and so many angels came in. Um, I was seeing like lights up in the, in the corner of my office and um, smells and sensations and, well, just so many different senses that that we used uh that that came about from these experiences so yes so very possible well you'll find out when you listen to this episode uh, i share some of my stories personal stories and then uh, michael just gives us so much incredible information and um, i love the idea of coming moving from our heads to our hearts um and so he's going to talk about that and so much more all right stay tuned welcome everybody to the healing place podcast i am your host terry welbrock and i'm doing a little happy dance here because i have michael andre ford here with me and he is an american angel intuitive and author and he has some exciting news about his book that he just shared with me so i'll let him share that news so welcome michael Thanks for having me here, Terry, and it's great to be on your show. Um, I Yes, I had a little bit of excitement over the weekend. I didn't even know what to do. My my little book, Listening to Angels, it's probably a 25-minute read. It's under five bucks. It's been out since 2014. It hit number two over the weekend on Amazon. Woo-hoo. So I, I was shocked. It was in the angel, It's in the angel category, and I was just behind Sonia Chouquette's um, book on angels and ahead of Kyle Gray and Tyler Henry. So I recommend the Hollywood medium and all the rest of those guys buy their books first, but you can enjoy mine. Mine was written by angels. If you can allow for that, there's photos of angels in there and you can meet seven angels, one named joy, one named Charlotte, one named Dale, but also Archangel Michael is in there. I'm so excited. I can't, I'm going I'm going to order it as soon as we're as soon as we're done recording, because I mean, that's just so exciting. And I love it because, um, Oh, it just popped into my head what I was going to say. And then it popped back out. But I, oh, so what I'll do is then I'll take pictures with it and I'll put some links and show notes and everything so people can go. Yeah. So folks go to show notes and you'll find links uh, on how to get Michael's book. And a quick little uh, side note that a lot of folks won't know about, but the epilogue, I mean, nothing is longer than five pages for the different sections of the book. People will breeze through it. And I think very quickly people will realize it's a super gentle very kind, soft book. And there's no way I wrote it. I just saw balls of light as I was typing and I had somebody proofread it. But the epilogue is by an angel named Dale who coached a famous gymnast. We'd all know the name, won some golds. And uh, he puts life into a beautiful metaphor, which I think I put up on one of my social media sites. Go to my website. There's some sample pages. Anyone wants to check it out. They can see it's very gentle. But Dale put life into a metaphor of an undergraduate degree and a graduate degree. You got to have one before you have the other. The undergraduate undergraduate degree is recognizing the difference between being up here and down here, thinking and awareness or love. And there's a thousand ways to call each spot. Once you've gotten that down and kind of separated from thinking this much, which allows a little light in or whatever you want to call it, openness, or just being able to stay in your heart and go, wow, everything's bigger than we realize. 
then the graduate degree is discovering your unique life path and getting to it, starting to live a little bit more and have fun. And I say elbows out on that one. So it's yeah. just a cute, cute epilogue. And it's my favorite part of the book. That's so awesome. I love what you just said about balls of light, because I've had one really super amazing experience. Every time I talk about it, I sob, I, I get teary eyed because I just feel with emotion, but it was a meditation that I simply allowed myself to go to a place that was from here to here. <laughs> and it was these blue balls of light that were, I don't want to say talking to me because no words were exchanged, but summoning me to follow. And I did and went to this, like, and there was a smoky veil and I, I just was, I knew that they were going to allow me a glimpse from what, be, what was behind it. And it, all I can say is that the veil went by like lifted for a millisecond that lasted an eternity. And um, I knew in that minute, the overwhelming sense of joy and love and peace that I felt um, that's where I came from. And that's where I'm returning to that, I mean, it was, it was the most beautiful gift I'd ever been given in my life. And I, it, it was just astounding. And I love that. And for the audience or the listener who just popped in, I help people sort of go full stop. Think of a submarine out of a world war two movie or something like that. You do the signal to stop the engines you're going to drift for a while. It takes a while to go full stop. And even if you're a professional at this, you're not quite ready for a real full stop. Dropping to your heart full on, you get to interact with the universe, but with no barriers. So that means no thinking. And it's basic listening, basic feeling, basic seeing, basic using your schnoggin. So you can catch the scent of a beach in Hawaii, but angels and other loving beings are in you, around you, whichever way you want to view it. And anyone can have an experience of seeing balls of light, but it can be many other ways. You could suddenly see a butterfly that's not an actual butterfly. It's made out of light. Or you could see an angel full on standing there with or without wings. Now, most of us are going to be jittery. I'm the classic slow poke at this. Two years, six months to do something that anyone I help, a couple thousand folks, 12 years, does it like this. But I'm a fast teacher. So you could see 20 houses away if you're comfortable with that. Um, and that's for most of us, 10 houses, five houses across the street. But if someone's super chill, we all know that person out there who's like laid back. We'll call them Woodstock. They just know how to be in their heart. They're comfortable in their own skin. Life doesn't phase them. They're going to get it done five feet away. And I love that Winnie the Pooh quote. Everyone talks to animals. No one listens. And whether we're talking about outbounding our requests, prayer, words through the heart, we'd like to stuff, have stuff happening, happen. We're not used to or accustomed to the universe responding, or we don't even realize that that's maybe how it works. And so you only have to just allow for 1% of what Terry says on our shows or what I'm trying to point to right now to allow a little bit of action to start happening for you. So if you wanted to see balls of light by the end of the show, you probably could. And that was what I wanted to plant the seed on right now at the beginning. Wonderful. Oh. And I, I just, oh my gosh, I'm so excited by it all because again, I'm learning every, it just seems every day I'm learning a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more from all of these wonderful healers that come on such as yourself and just beautiful souls. And uh, I was talking to another guest during an interview yesterday that I had come down some stairs and there was on Hilton Head Island, there's these beautiful live oaks. And I just stopped dead in my tracks. And I was like, well, hi there. 
because <laughs> it was like this tree was just, I could sense its energy. And I was just like, oh, if I could just borrow a little bit of your strength, I would be ever so grateful. Thank you so much. And then I just kind of carried on my way, but it was just like this moment of exchange and it was beautiful. And I love that I'm starting to feel it more and sense it more. And yes. And I think there's parts of India, India is a big country, but a big portion of India and many other cultures, philosophies, perhaps Native American groups definitely believe that everything speaks in a way. And if we want to rephrase that for good old Americans or people abroad listening right now, we certainly know that everything's energy and everything's moving at a subatomic level. But so back to the listening thing, yes, you can connect with trees, you can feel trees. I know that there are coaches out there in the tennis you know, front for athletes that suggest before they play a match, they touch a tree to ground. And so whether we go, you know, broad in perspective or kind of tactical here, this stuff is poking through at so many levels of society. And again, um, anyone's capable, their heart knows no limits. It's just there to live and to be and lots of love and call it the fluffy kindness, gentleness stuff. And you know it when you've celebrated somebody else's birthday, you've had a good time, maybe it's your birthday, you go to the park, you're playing a sport, art, music, you have to let go at some point in, in a 10 year span, and probably more in the hundreds of times, hopefully thousands of times if you're really lucky. And every time you connect to everything else and you, you know, you're having a great time, time flies, that's when you're in your heart. That's all we're talking about here. As soon as you do that, but set your intent and let the universe do the rest of the work. And I'm going to argue that's 90% of the picture. It's like an iceberg. The little bit of intent is the top part of the iceberg. Underneath, there's so much more happening and the iceberg's actually warm. We're not talking cold water here or anything crazy. So, right. uh, but I have photos of angels. People get any answers to any questions, any level of detail, all dialects. So this is direct. How fast can you write is the real question. You use the photos at the beginning just to help you let go. It's to kind of convince the structured side, the doubting side, the skeptical side. And so you can ask for a hug and feel a hug, a million ways to feel a hug. The hugs can become healing. Colorblind people have seen color. And then if let's say your best friend is with you, your sister, your twin, you're getting along. You've each owned it individually. You can do it jointly together. You can hear, feel, and see. So I feel super lucky on this. You're off the hook. If... Um, at least I think I'm off the hook for credibility, but a person has to have a lot of guts. I always make the joke that you deserve a monument in the local town square if you'd even allow for this and even start down the path of just saying, hey, universe, suck it to me, angels. That's my one thing. I'm a big fan of angels. They're totally around you, in you. Call it multidimensional if you want to go that way. Just if you want to picture them walking around you invisibly, perfect. But just trust that they're there and, and just one way. Be Winnie the Pooh, just outbound. Don't worry about the listening, skip anything I have to say for the rest of the show, but ask more would be my big message of 2022 for anybody out there who just is like, okay, I can trust the asking more part. And then I would just say, allow a little bit. It's like the catcher's mitt. You know, you want to be able to catch the ball as it comes back to you. Yes. Oh gosh. I love it so much. I have one more story to share with you only because yes, it's, yes, just, yes, yes. it's just so amazing. And I know I've talked about it on the show before. So for, for my fans who are, who listen all the time, you're going to hear it again uh, for someone just tuning in. Here you go. So I was battling this, this illness for um, 
a couple of months and it might've been going on a year. And I just wanted to make sure I was on the right path. So I went up to our little beach and sat and no one was around, which was very, very odd because it was, you know, tourist time. And there were normally tons of people there. And I was crying and praying to God, universe, angels, whomever would listen and just said, I really just need a sign that I'm on the right path. Had my eyes closed. And I said, if, if you could just send me some dolphin of hope. And I opened my eyes and I said, okay, I'm ready for you, dolphin. And in the instant the words left my mouth, dolphin fins started coming out of the water right in front of me. Uh, and I just, my whole body started shaking and I was sobbing and saying, thank you. But I said, I swear someone was under that water, like, okay, wait for it, wait for it. Okay, <laughs> go. Because <laughs> the timing was just, I mean, it was so perfect. And I said, all right. That was it. Thank you so much for the, for answering my prayer and that sign. So, yes. Well, I have a quick side story and this is, it's going to be a little bit of a tangent, but not too much. I waited like four or five years to put a bunch of the photos out for sale. They're like three bucks or something on my website, but um, I thought I had to have an app and I delayed and I finally in the shower, I was like, how do people do it if they're on Wix and artist? how do they sell their watercolor paintings? Uh, what have you? And then I was like, there's gotta be a way. So I finally got off my tush. It's one of those things we all delay on cleaning the garage. You're an artist. Maybe you don't want to put stuff in the gallery. You're like, I know, I know I really should. You're right. When all the cousins are telling you to get your butt moving and ego just loves to freeze you up right now. Everyone's thinking who isn't on board with this and you're good where you are is, is got a million reasons why this can't be so. But if you do go to the website and you look on the 21 photos of angels for sale, there's Play-Doh, there's a couple fairies. It's a very big assorted crew from India, Native American chiefs, you name it, um, you'll see a heart. It's Heather. Even her name is the word heart rearranged with a few extra letters left over. And I'll share something. I mean, I've seen her in human form, human, human, human form. Couldn't tell the difference between my third grade teacher, my best friend, full on human, except tons of energy. But I've seen her in Maui, got to surf with her. Great cover story. Portuguese, Portuguese ballerina taking time off from life. Sweden, New York, Austin, just Right out of her life. And each time I was kind of a little pick me up for three weeks afterwards, three months, probably for one of them, I was just like, oh my God, life's so good. And it was like your dolphin story, but I had to do that little tangent. People can close their eyes and go surfing with angels. Now pretend you've just gotten over the concept. You've talked to a few, gotten answers, gotten hugs. You're allowing for it. You do some seeing one way or the other full on or a, or a little teeny bit of ceiling, uh, seeing you can close your eyes and surf like Kelly Slater. And they make the nicest waves. You can still get all your answers while you're surfing if you're still in the Q&A mode and you've got all these life questions. But at some point, you've got to let go of the questioning for future purposes and just relax. So you hang 10 with angels. And so Heather often is a dolphin. And you can hear her perfectly fine, even in dolphin form. And you can chat with her while you're riding your surfboard. We'll call it a lucid dream, you know, dream time if it's Australia Five minutes of our time is 10 minutes over there, but it's quite the experience. And when you do park the surfboard, you can sit on a beach in Hawaii or elsewhere around the world and hang out and have a little bit of a ceremony. And that's also when you can meet, if it's a really close loved one who's passed over 10 years ago, that's the right time, kind of in the arms, hanging out with angels. You've been surfing, you're relaxed. That's when you can see your relative really far down the beach. And the more you can handle it, the closer they get. Sometimes it's not meant to be that you're going to talk to them. It might be three more months that, you know, it's so emotional for you. So this is a lot to take in for the audience, but picture no barriers. What does that look like with the universe 
unlimited potential for detail, but that only goes so far. Picture today, all of us stopped and got a thousand pages of answers for everything, detailed answers, who to call if you're a salesperson. Three months from now, half those answers are no good anymore. Either you've called everybody and you need more answers or things have changed and you've got new situations. Welcome to being human. But think about ego and thinking and your resistance to everything, even maybe what you're hearing now. Um, my problem is, is how we usually react when we get a job layoff. No one reacts with, oh my God, this is my opportunity. I'm going to go start my business, take a three-week break in Hawaii and tell everybody it's the most wonderful thing that happens. I don't know anybody who's that cool. You have to call and complain a little bit to somebody and be like, they're such jerks. They laid me off. So there's something up here that interprets things one way. And then what I'm talking about is dropping down and everyone's done this. The athlete being in the zone, the good business person. I love business people. They're so good at listening, actually. I'd, I'd argue that the business community in a way is an unofficial spiritual crowd. They just know how to roll their sleeves up and hit the ground running. Um, yeah, we all have a bit of not disbelief, but whatever you want to call that, that gap. And whether we call it a leap of faith, whether it's religious faith, non-religious faith, I'll do it as the waterfall thing. I can remember in college, the falls of Lana, I went to Middlebury and nearby there's a famous falls. I think all my friends had jumped off. I'm holding onto the tree. I was probably that type that held onto the tree for 20 minutes. Thank God I had some patient friends that talked me into letting go, but that'd be my metaphor for the rest of this. I grabbed the camera at the beginning, taking photos of angels 12 years ago, 10 years ago um, in a panic. Uh, I was seeing and I, I needed a security blanket. So I was snapping photos and later I handed the camera to other folks. They'd get great photos. But now that you can just see directly with your eyes like a barbecue out back or down the street and you get a direct, direct experience. And I had two sprinkler guys here fixing a sprinkler, young energy, young folks. They got to do it at the same time. They got to see individually first, but they got to see across the street, like Geronimo and Audrey Hepburn and another angel, uh, you know, an angel angel. Um, so they got that done and then they got to do it jointly. So again, I can't emphasize how we're never going to get it. It's hard to talk about it. You just kind of have to jump in. Uh, but this is accessible to everyone. Just allow, ask and receive would be sort of the 30,000 foot summation of all of this. Be in your heart. Have fun. If you need to do it over a glass of wine on your balcony and looking at a sunset, do it. If you need to go for a walk in nature, if you're just done with a great community soccer game, ask for a little hug from your invisible guardian angel or from that relative that you know is around and see if you can pause long enough out of thinking. If you have to put your hand on your heart, see if you can feel a little bump of energy. There's a thousand ways to get the hug, but you might get 50 goosebumps instead or a whoosh down the back a sudden wind that there's no way that was part of the normal wind and you're in a room and there's no air conditioning on um, that happens too. And I'm talking strictly positivity, unconditional love possibility. Yes. So now does your book talk about this process is, do you work one-on-one -on -one with people? Do you do group courses? How, how do you work with folks? All the above. And the book is great because it's like less than a cup of coffee. It's got a one page uh, Ford, a one-page intro, five pages how-to listening you know, to angels. Um, there's a little quick four pages to introduce you to the seven um, that you're getting to meet. And then a little appendix, troubleshooting for if you're having trouble on a hard day. Remember, don't do it on a hard day. That's when we all think too hard and everything's hard. You, you, you can't even focus on your favorite recipe in the kitchen to finish it. You're not going to finish your normal three miles a day run. You'll stop, start walking one mile in and be like, ah, oh, life. 
It's so hard. <laughs> I'm talking the opposite. Like, you know, you've gotten out of the shower and you find yourself whistling for no reason. So that's when you want to strike while the iron's hot. You're in your heart. You're ready to go. And um, yes, again, it's a lot for folks. Um, the, the thing about it is just trust that angels exist. Allow for this possibility and see what happens for you. Yes, my book will guide you step by step for some listening and feeling hugs. I help people see. And when people talk, I hear where they're at. So technically I'm psychic, but my viewpoint is I try not to tell a person a single thing because I'm, I'm getting on your bike and it's your bike to ride and to get the experience directly, not for me to tell you a single thing. I help a person let go to then experience what they can experience, and then they can always expand upon where they're at. Yes. Oh my gosh. You just had another memory pop up for me. And it was when my son, John who was my oldest, he's 28 now, but when he was two months old, he was at children's hospital in Cincinnati and couldn't breathe. And he was in for 10 days and they were struggling to figure out what was going on with him. And it was over Thanksgiving and I had fallen asleep in a chair. And so, I don't know, maybe it was two or three in the morning in his little crib with the little metal bars, his little metal crib, he was lying in it and they had him kind of propped up so he could breathe easier and his oxygen and I, my eyes open and there was a bathroom. The, the room was dark, but there was a bathroom door and the door was open just a little bit with some light coming through. And I felt an essence in the room and I turned my head and there was just what all I can call as a being of light standing at the foot of John's bed, looking at him. And this being just didn't really have a face, but turned to look at me. And I just, I just sat and listened to this message of, he's going to be okay. Everything's okay. And the next morning, the doctor had come in and they said, wow, he's just made such great improvements. We're going to go ahead and move him to a private or a double shared room because we were in a private room. And then within two days, he was released from the hospital and they said, well, he's, he's better. We don't really know what it was. They called it an echo virus. And I said, okay, (laughs) so yeah, that was, wow. It just came back to me. There's healing to be had in the experience with angels. There's some stuff that's written that I think um, it's written. So you're not going to be able to alter it, but you can hear about it and you can, you're opening up kind of a line of communication that we're just not accustomed to allowing for. But once you've experienced uh, some of the smaller steps here, what I'm great at is helping people take little baby steps that they then trust that their plumbing and electricity is functioning. Because the second thing is like, well, I'm not sure I'm doing it right. All your thinking kicks back in the second you take the first step. And even if you're a long time, we'll call it an intuitive or a person who trusts their intuition, what do you think half the little voice in your head has been the good stuff over all these years? You've got a cheerleading squad. And that's my actual job is to help you meet your guardian angel, your other angels, your guides, even some loved loved ones and pets. Um, after you've learned, though, the difference between here and here. And you're able to um, kind of kick ego and thinking a little bit to the curb. Now, you're never going to get rid of ego or thinking in the rest of your life. You're just going to be able to do a little less of it. How about we switch that around? You get to be in your heart a little more often and start enjoying life and have a smoother ride, a smoother path laid out for you ahead. After all, if you can get any answers to any questions, the real crux of this is the it's not the burden. The opportunity now is on you to start living more. 
and to start loving more. And love is what I was trying to get to. First, it starts with self-love. There's a lot of us that for whatever reason, when we were growing up or in our teens or in our twenties, or just now for different reasons, we don't give ourselves a chance. We don't even know that we're not giving ourselves a chance. And that has never gone away. And so I guess one other quick message would be love is a constant. And I'm going to say one thing, um, love's the fabric of the universe. That's a pretty big statement. If you can trust this though, every time you had those good moments, just could be a beautiful movie and you're getting sappy, but in a good way. And you're going to be fired up about the movie for a couple of days or a couple hours, or at least the next day. Um, that's what you're touching. It's an emotion in you and around you. And in a way, your heart is a gateway to so many, and I try not to take this in the ET paranormal way, but your gate, your heart's the gateway to so many dimensions and the dimensions could be just more, think of all the vibrations out there, joy, gratitude, appreciation, allowing family, love, love, exciting, love, calm, love, artistic stuff. And so this is really about celebrating the heart and celebrating ourselves and, I, and I'm getting goosebumps on that one. Think about humanity and how a lot of these questions are over thousands of years. If it's 2000 years ago over tea, we would be having this discussion, but they're sort of eternal questions for humanity. There's something about getting into the heart today and what's available that you can just get started practicing more love. And it doesn't have to be much. Sing in the shower, put your hand on your heart and ask an angel to come in and give you a little whoosh. Whether you feel it or not, just trust that you got it. Go garden, go for a walk, do what you were thinking about doing. Sit with a book, the hardest thing today for a lot of folks, because we have a device and we'd rather be on the device reading news. <laughs> so give yourself a break, change up your routine, let a little more slowness come in just for five minutes counts. Take four breaths and then take four more and let one of them be a really good breath. Your brain's there to convince you that you took the breath and you realized none of them were really a good deep breath where you let go and relaxed and almost did a sigh afterwards and let the societal stress, your work stress, your people stress get off of you. So there's something to all this that you can begin now. And that's why meditation classes are great. Mindfulness. There's so many other great instructors out there. A lot of guests on Terry's show. Um, but at the end of the day, you can go full bore and meet your invisible advisors and then full on see them. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Like I want to do it like right now. I'm just like, Oh, after the, after the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to do this after the show folks. I'm going to give you all the, all the lowdown. Cause I'm so excited yep. to do this. Oh, I, I, again, I just get so caught up in it because I'm, I'm a huge believer in all of this. And, and, but I'm also, I am also that skeptic. Like I I'm that same person that's like, well, Hmm. Yeah. But then again, and, and, and so that's just, you're just saying that's like ego versus heart, right? Yeah, it's slowing. How about this? All of us, no matter what we're talking about right now, could use a little more slowing down. And that gets, and that actually, the more you do it, kindles your own internal joy and helps you grow your compassion. And I'll say something kind of like wispy, compassion for all is life. It's and I've said this a lot on other shows, and it's one of my favorite metaphors. It's Scrooge Christmas Carol, 79-page book. He had it actually pretty lucky. He's a jerk with dental floss. He's complex at the beginning of the story. It's easy to peg him. No one wants to be called Scrooge. He's got dental floss for a life force. He's about one thing or two things, himself, money. I don't even think he's about himself. He's down to his last little bit. 
And then all this stuff happens, but we forget that by the end of the book, he's the biggest joy bringer, giver, self-love, business, doing great business. And, and so business is okay too. But if you ran into him on the street 79 pages later at the end of the book, you'd want to sit and talk with him forever, sparkly-eyed, a presence. So think of those people around you or that you have only met once every couple of years who are just so energetic. A high vibe is a great way to go. And this is all having to do with slowing down and being in your heart. Everyone has a big heart, whether they know it or not. And a lot of people would be like, well, but I've got this trauma. This happened to me. This happened to me. This happened to me. What about this? I've lost this part of my body and so on. I mean, there's, there's a million reasons why not to do this and not trust it. And that's why it's blind trust, a leap of faith. It's why it's so awe-inspiring to let go. Now you're not surrendering what you know. I know that's a big term as well, but it, it, to go from here to here for a lot of us could be decades, a lifetime, two lifetimes. And, and sometimes it's forced on us, an illness, a certain event. We could view it as tragedy, but everything is an opportunity to slow down more. Everything is an opportunity to love more. Um, and it's much simpler than people realize or think because this isn't about thinking. And that would be the big message here is it's so easy to react. It's so easy to not be able to hear any of this. And what I love about angels, Native American chiefs, figures from India, they're all unconditional of figures. It could be Plato, Gandhi, Marcus Aurelius, Seneca. It could be uh, Joseph Campbell, the power myth fellow. Their unconditional love, let them do the work for you. Let them show you how to feel more comfortable in your heart and so on. So. Yes. So beacons of light. And uh, yeah, I love that idea that, and, and you, you know, what my, what my brain goes to, and I know you can't answer this question is, is if we're able to reach this place of light and um, love, I mean, like if we're able to, to finally reach that level, right. That so many that you just named have reached, do we then get to come back and be lights for other people? That's a great question. Um, I think each person's on their path. I don't know if you're an angel, do you come back in? I know that angels pop down. And so I'll have to not answer that. I'll answer it a different way. I was meeting with a book editor like, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago, Glow Sticks End, different book, uh, super long, don't buy it, just do the listening to angels one, the little one. Um, but I'm at a Starbucks and I remember a woman in Santa Fe, New Mexico dress, like a white outfit very elegant, but totally out of place. Never seen that type of dress before. Turquoise jewelry, sitting at one of those high bars at the window, but everyone normally faces out. She's facing in, just staring nonstop, drinking coffee, looking at us. And so that was Charlotte, an angel, a blue ball light. And I'll show a single angel photo that would look like a circle, but I have silhouettes, I have triangles, I have others, I have fairies. So here's Charlotte. And uh, I checked over years, you know, I've had five other people ask the same question just to make sure my, my hearing's good. Um, and I asked the important questions here. Do angels drink the coffee when they do the pop-in? And the answer is yes. So I try to keep this light. And I mean that in all directions. It's really up to each person to do it their way. It's almost like a Burger King commercial from the 80s. Have it your way. And that's exactly what happens. Forget the different languages, hearing it in Hindi or Japanese, and forget about the dialects. You have to have everything delivered your way. And think about how eccentric all the personalities are. 7 billion people, 40 trillion ways of thinking, value systems, beliefs, 
No way New York Jets, but Jacksonville Jaguars, yes. Or New York Giants, yes. Um, Angels, you, you have no privacy. They know how to navigate everything and they know how to say it just the right way that elevates your energy and has you respond with a yes, oh my God. And so that's something that we just aren't gonna be able to quantify or qualify here, but it's pretty exciting. Yes, and wow, I mean, Again, just what a gift uh, it, it is for them to be here as our guides and our protectors. And I know every night I say the guardian angel prayer. I grew up Catholic um, and I say it for my kids and uh, it says to light, to guard, to rule, to guide. Amen. I mean, that's the last part of the prayer. And I so firmly believe that um, they're there with my children and I love it. And I would also add, this is a constant. Love is a constant. You know you could be happy, but then thinking's going to come in with a checklist. Well, I can't be happy because this hasn't happened. That hasn't happened. I need career relationships, my health. Um, and that is the rub here. It's actually less about all, all this universal love, all about this listening, feeling, being in your heart. You're really good at that, whether you want to acknowledge that or not. The real thing is all the layers of the onion up here. How many layers did you allow to accumulate from being a kid to an adult? Because as an adult, it's like having a wagon train, like sort of an 1800s analogy. How many Samsonite pieces of luggage of thinking did you accumulate over this whole time? And you haven't jet jettisoned any of it. A lot of people yawn or cry as they're doing it because they're shedding all the, you know, there's also the burden of self-importance, which we all have as humans, or we take things way too seriously on so many fronts. And so my only argument here is it's more about ditching the thinking and allowing, because you're already going to be a natural, a Hank Aaron, or um, name another famous athlete. You're just going to be an incredible um, listener and feeler for angels if you'll just allow for this possibility. But it is a stretch. So right. ignore everything that I've said out there, listeners. And, uh, and But if you want, right now, put your hand on your heart. For those who are gung-ho, I have one unofficial rule or bit of structure, and it's just like kind of a Boy Scout pledge. Ask angels to make it nice, to help you out of your head, into your heart. Say a thank you, an amen, a rock and roll, an Om Sai Ram if you're from India. Whatever way you need to set your intent. And you're going to get that lift from the universe to drop to your heart. So ask for some help, just getting out of your head, into your heart, do it before a run, do it before you play piano, do it before you go for the walk and see what happens. If you are the kind of type, the type that needs a little bit of proof or just, I don't like it that way saying proof, but if you just need a little more oomph, ask for some cool birds to cross your path or some extra flowers or something special, whatever you can ask for is what the universe can deliver. So this is really a practice in impossibility or possibility or imagination or creativity or enthusiasm. That's me. What will you allow for? What will you ask for? Broaden out a little bit in any direction you will pick up a new class, pick up meditation, pick up a new recipe, pick up a new book, go in a different direction, go for a walk in a new direction. Yeah. I just, again, I keep coming back to me because I keep thinking of things that, that I've done. And today, as I was, uh, I had to work for a few hours and um, I was out and about and again, talking to my angels because I do it so often and um, said, just said, Hey, if you could just give me a sign, that would be great. And I say, turned around, I find hearts everywhere. There was a leaf lying on the ground and it was a perfect heart. And I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> Got it. 
And I love it. So yes, folks, I promise you, oh my gosh, if you if you do what Michael's suggesting, it, it so is there and available. Yeah. And this isn't about any words or concepts. I know that's what every seminar, every class, that's what I have to do if I've got a website and, you know, I've got to put something together, but the structure isn't really structure. It's more about letting go. And guess what? Letting go is letting go and letting go of the details. It just, just keep letting go of details. It doesn't matter what the details are. What can you let go of is probably another one of those key messages for the podcast or the show today. Um, Because when you ditch your thinking and no ego is present, that's when your eyes sparkle. That's when you want to hang out with the other person who's got that je ne sais quoi, that presence. They walk into a room and they sparkle. I can still remember different figures throughout my life who had that sizzle. And you just go, oh, my God, I feel so good being around this person. I would argue that your presence, you connect to everything above or around us or within us, the universe, your higher self, however you want to use your lingo here. You connect by letting go of thinking, which is almost like this heavy blanket that really doesn't do any good. We're going to think, 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 but it doesn't mow the lawn, doesn't give a hug to the dog, doesn't give a hug to the relative, doesn't make us feel good, doesn't help us have a good shower. I mean, sometimes thinking is creative, but that's when you're in your heart, when you're one with everything, one with the soccer ball and able to write your book, the chapter without any effort, because you're such a good writer all of a sudden. So allow, allow, allow is the is a big picture thing. And this also allows you to back off of judging, fear, reaction, worry, and stress. Those are all the things that come with thinking as well. And they do no good. And guess what? You're still going to do them. Even if you met a hundred angels, got 16 hours of answers done, got a healing from angels, saw colors beyond human definition and so on. Thinking's still going to creep back in, but hopefully you're going to spot it this time and say, I could do a little less of that. So you can be happy now for this very moment with no reason whatsoever. That is impossible. I mean, that thinking has a million reasons to say why you can't be happy. So that's why this in a way isn't about angels or your heart. It's really about where are you putting your poker chips up top at the casino called thinking. And I'm shocked to see there's gambling going on up there to quote Casablanca. We all do a lot of poker chips, a lot of roulette, a lot of this, a lot of that. Um, and all you have to do is step out of the casino and into your heart, take a breath and you can see, you know, everything outside of the casino. Yes. Oh, beautiful. You see, I, I, I'm so like, I, I'm just enamored by it all. And so normally I have questions going and ready to go, but I'm just sitting here going, wow, <laughs> I so just am caught up in it. So thank you. Um, so how do, how do people work with you in group settings or in individual settings? It depends if it's more of like an online event, um, then I'll start talking and then also uh, start offering mini exercises. So it unfolds from there. You can, if you sort of taste the wind on folks, you can kind of sense where they're at. And so there's always some folks that are having a harder time letting go. And there's others who already hit the ground running and are almost chatting away with angels directly and everything in between. You're always good where you are if you can trust that. And if you can get out of what you know for your situational setup, that's when you've let a little light in. Let's quote Wayne Dyer, or I think actually Wayne Dyer was borrowing it from someone else. But the consciousness that says my problem is, or I have this situation, is not the same consciousness that lets you grow and move past that situation. So my recommendation is if, if anyone's feeling stuck right now or thinks that they um, could use some help in a particular area, 
try to take some breaths on it, try to take some walks on it. You know, obviously there's a good jillion experts out there on the self-help front, spiritual woo-woo-woo front, everything. Go grab those folks. But you can get help from the universe. Recognize that part of it is being locked into your thinking and how you're approaching a particular topic. Like, let me go big picture, opposite direction, being in your heart. Being is believing in all. End of story. To be or not to be Shakespeare. Either you're here, no problem. You know how to fall asleep at night, brush your teeth, ride a bike, do the difficult athletic thing that you do. It could be tennis. It could be running the table and pool. You can't do that if you're thinking hard. That's when you shank the golf ball. <laughs> so there's something that's really basic about this, but ego's job and your thinking and your resistance is to keep things complex and to keep you agitated a little bit anything so you won't relinquish control that's why so many people say surrender but all you have to do is take a deep breath make a fist that's thinking and practice letting go with your hand, and see if you can just buy yourself some breathing space you know i have just have to say so i look at the camera when i'm interviewing folks but your picture's down lower and so peripherally it's like there's flashing going on around you. And I'm so curious to watch, go back and watch this because I'm like, is it really flashing? And I, I so just want to keep looking down, but I'm like, what is happening? Is he have a light bulb out? Are those angels? What is happening around okay. him? It, nothing's, nothing's flickering here that I know of, but you can right now, if somebody's like, no, 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 I'm following everything that's been, that's been said and I'm actually really cool with angels and they just feel comfortable with this concept. Go ahead and start seeing balls of light around me. You could see a ball of light fly through two screens to you. I think I was just doing that with someone in California a couple hours ago. Um, the point is no limits is no limits. So think about time and space. Uh -uh. I have taken sage and done that kind of traditional Native American thing and blown sage through two screens. I did that on air for some Brisbane, Australia podcast hosts, and they acknowledged it on air. I did it for a New Zealand healer. So it went around the world. I mean, everything's energy. This is a lot to allow for. I understand it, but smell some sage, but you can get to the point where you ask a native American chief to bring you forget sage. It could be traditional tobacco, cedar, sweetgrass, just the smell of the desert in Arizona, pine, cedar, and you catch a whiff of it. You could catch a whiff of perfume that hasn't been invented yet. If you really want to do a relative's cooking, because it's an upbeat experience for you, you can ask for that. You can, I still think asking for a beach smell in an incredible way is fantastic, but I'm a no limits enthusiastic sort of guy. So why wouldn't you close your eyes? Here's some wave action, hear the rustle of the palm trees, even catch a little bit of the local uh, smell of flowers there. And then I'll blow through the microphone and you can feel a little sea spray on your nose. And it's not me, it's angels doing all that. And I've used scopes, so um, no worries about that. So no limits is really no limits. That's what I teach. And once you realize you have many, many, many more tools in your tool chest or tool, whatever it's called, I've lost my English here. You have more of everything here you're not giving yourself credit for. And, and the difficulty level here, the degree of difficulty, and I have said this before, it's not some Olympic dive where they're doing like 15 corkscrews or Acapulco where the person leaps some crazy, crazy leap. That's what everyone's going to think this is. It is far simpler than people realize. It is the light switch on the wall, falling asleep at night, brushing your teeth, doing the laundry when you're having a good time with it. You transact that stuff like a pro on the good nights when you fell asleep and got a good night's sleep. And that is it. 
you let go and no one remembers the last minute before they fell asleep. And no one walks around the next morning patting themselves on the back saying, I'm an Olympian, gold medalist last night for letting go. And no one calls their mom, their pop, tells their son or tells their coworker, I'm an Olympian. I let go to fall asleep at night. But that is the level of difficulty for all of this. And there's again, the rub. Your thinking creates some realities that might not quite be as fixed as we think. And that's where, again, we go to a Wayne Dyer who borrowed it from someone else, I think. Perspective changes anything. And, and he said something like, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. There's something in there that people can sink their teeth into and play around with. What do you really know? Is your knowing precluding possibility? Byron Katie does that really well. A kind of a wrench, a muffler wrench, where she helps you open up your thinking and you realize, oh my God, it's not quite how I've been labeling it. I'll, I'll give her a little bit of credit. You know, if you're listening to her, she's trying to convince you that your thinking isn't fixed. You are in a divorce situation. The other party is the biggest complex person in the world. You're not very favorable to them. She can help you with your thinking to open up and say, okay, maybe it's not as dire as I'm saying with my thinking. And that's the beginning of letting a little light into this structure up here that is way heavier than any of us should be carrying around. Yeah. Huge Wayne Dyer fan here. He got all yeah. his books behind me. So yeah, change your thoughts, change your life. And yeah. <laughs> now I don't do Wayne Dyer, but people can meet Sylvia Brown and Thich Nhat Hanh too, just came in this year. Um, so people oh. can meet with him. Yeah. And so again, that's direct. You, you have a two-way conversation. First, it's in Q&A form and writing, but after you kind of own it and get comfortable, you can just go for, you can just go for a two-way, three-way, five-way chat, a couple angels, a couple native American figures, Sai Baba, the one from a hundred years ago in India and, um, and get more than answers. You can ask for a vibration that sets you more at ease to allow for future growth and to keep you settled. Cause it's really easy to freak out here and say, wait, 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 how is any of this possible? And I was the first one 10 or 12 years ago to freak out the most and to take six months, 12 months, two years to learn something that everybody learns in like 10 seconds. I'm a slow learner. Yeah. I, well, me too. And again, I think it's because, again, I'm that the ego part of me, the, the logical thinking brain is like, wait a second, hold up. <laughs> Let's take some notes here and figure this out scientifically. Yeah. And another, another great tip or technique is before bed. And I think a lot of people have talked about this on the LOA side, the law of attraction or the manifesting crowd, or just good health practice or well-being tips. You know, if you can give thanks for something and, and maybe unplug from devices and give yourself an hour, you know, kind of an air traffic control situation, the pattern for the planes landing, give yourself an hour to chill out before you go to bed. But if at some point you can give thanks, because people typically have a long, stressful day and you can't give thanks for anything, a soft pillow, a great dog, a great family, what you're looking forward to give thanks out loud or silently call it words through the heart, call it prayer, call it whatever you have to call it. That's your way of rolling. If you can give thanks, you know, you've got an even keeled landscape. You know, you're present again. That's when you make your requests and it's okay. I love Winnie the Pooh quotes. Like everyone talks to animals. No one listens. Um, you don't have to talk to angels. You just could trust that you're being heard by the universe. So go ahead and make your outbound requests. Ask to be a little less stressed out at work. Ask to be a little more calm. You might've been back when you were in college or high school, you were super laid back and you lost it. You went to a big city, you worked a high stress job and, uh, you got a little out of kilter, but that, that part of you never left. 
People think that they're missing something. There's a lack. And I'm here to remind folks that it is far, far, far simpler than most of us will allow for, or that we think it is. And again, because it's not about thinking. Yes. Do angels and spirit guides and uh, so forth, do they, do they ever like touch you and tickle you? Because I swear I keep, I'm like, I feel like I keep itching. You can feel a hand on your shoulder. You can get a hand on your shoulder um, on the small of your back and feel angel light go through you. I mean, I really help a person. You learn to hit a button that's just called letting go and you'll get it in a physical form. You can have an angel hold your hand. You can, if you're really good at this, and I would argue that every third person can go ahead and just see full on standing there. If you're really comfortable, you don't have to have had 18 near-death experiences in the last three weeks to feel comfortable or to go skydiving and your chute didn't open. You bounce, not a scratch. Every local TV station wants to cover you because you're a miracle. But if that happened, I can guarantee you'd be out of thinking for four days at least before the bill paying, the stress, the worry that this, that that comes back in. That's when you would be able to see angels, no problem. And I would argue, um, go for a walk in the local park sit on your back patio, have tea with them. Um, Angels can come in in full-on human form. If somebody wants to go, if it's a university class, 101 is beginner, 701 is complex or harder or graduate level classes. And I would argue there's no structure, none of that. Make the request that an angel can do a pop-in in in full-on human form. Maybe you're not meant to talk to them. They're just going to open the door for you at the local coffee shop. Sparkly eyes, maybe behind a mask, maybe not. We've gone so maskless now, hopefully not. You see their face, the kindest person in the world, old lady, young guy. They say maybe, maybe they speak to you. Maybe they say what you were just saying to someone else yesterday about life, the world, humanity. And they say it to you in a way that just sizzles you. And you're normally composed. You can say a thank you for them opening the door. You can't even get your mouth to function. And you end up scooting inside the shop, you turn, they're gone. Maybe not. Maybe you were meant to talk with them for three minutes. I can tell you, I was walking out of a crystal shop. I hate to make it sound like I'm, you know, I'm walking out of a crystal shop. It's probably eight years ago in Austin. It's January. We can have very San Diego-like weather. So it was a warm day. I'm walking slow, an Austinite slow walk. Remember, I was in New York forever. So I have New York fast and I'll start talking fast as well, probably right now. But I'm walking out of the shop and life is good. 70 degrees and I'm comfortable. And I look over and I see a guy in scrubs from the neck down. So he's a doctor, but from the neck up, he's the Dave Matthews band, you know, Dave Matthews. He's got the most hair perfectly manicured. He's a rock star. I can't figure that out. Then I connect with his eyes and he does this eyebrow acknowledging me thing. It's Dale who wrote the epilogue. And I'll tell you, I switched from an Austinite to a New Yorker like that. I got so sizzled by energy. I picked it up to 20 miles an hour, speed walking, got to the light. My car's parked across the street. I must've hit that crosswalk button. I mean, not 40 times, but I did not stop hitting it. I could not want that light to change fast enough. He ended up standing next to me, nothing else. I think I looked at him and he did another one of those eye moves and I was scrambled. And I'll never forget it as long as I live. I wasn't meant to talk to him that day. He was just doing a pop in. Allow, ask and receive, maybe keep it small ask for something special, ask for a heart as a leaf, ask for feathers. Tons of folks have been getting feathers lately, whether they're, we'll call it electronic angel light or real feathers, indoors, outdoors. A person was just getting a massage, stack of clothes there and a masseuse doing their job and they find the feather on the stack of clothes. So the person's on the table. What will you allow for is the real thing. It doesn't matter what I'm saying in the slightest. It only matters 
and this is a reality check for everybody out there. It's like taking your pulse. What type of movies, what type of books are you going to read? Are you going to go to new cooking classes? How much do you really want to live? And I love that movie, Peaceful Warrior. There's a deleted scene where there's a gas station attendant. And it's like an adult karate kid, Mr. Miyagi figure, walking along with a young gymnast. And he's, he's pointing out how some people never get to actually living. I'm not talking when they're kids, but as adults. And I, and I love that. That's Dan Millman. What a great way to go. Get the book, Way of the Peaceful Warrior. His movie's even easier. It's Nick Nolte at his best as Socrates, the gas station attendant. Dan Millman, Scott Mechlowitz, and Amy Smart's in it. You can't go wrong. 2006 production, modern, fun, and non, what do you call that? Non-organizational in any way. Non-philosophical, non-religious, non-anything. Maybe a little bit of Zen in there. Lots of humor, but whoa. Want to watch that movie 20 times, see what you keep picking up every time you watch it. A lot of fun. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I'm, I'm not kidding folks. <laughs> I am finding feathers everywhere. It's crazy. I, I found a feather today and I it was just laying on a couch and I was like, where did this come from? And I was like, all right, well, thank you. <laughs> oh, I love it. So is there anything else that you wanted to touch upon that we haven't had an opportunity to discuss yet? Um, big picture. I I've said this again elsewhere, and it's probably my number one thing. And that's again, that you can be happy now in this very moment for no reason at all. And, and maybe it's kid-like, maybe it's innocence. Maybe it's called kicking, putting your feet up and kicking back. Maybe it's called letting go and doing sports, but you never lost it as a kid. Remember when things were easy during those summers, whenever that was, you can have it all back. You've just had a slight adult perspective take hold and you can crowbar that loose with a little help from above, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. You don't have to take those angel steps, but you can give yourself a big break. And that starts with giving everybody else around you a big break. It just means practicing a little more kindness, a little more self-love. How you treat others comes right back to you. And I hate to say it that way. If you could see the energy flowing and that's something else people get to do. They can see auras on their hands. They can see consciousness flowing. And this is, again, going to be a lot for some. But just picture rainbow light or certain colors, certain vibrations. You can start to see that on animals or ballerinas in a production. Um, it's all around you. It's how you're navigating already, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. But when you're in thinking, you're cutting yourself off from life. And so, again, my message is just give yourself a break. You're fully capable of kind of winding down from up here and parking it and enjoying the moment more. It's, it grows your presence. You've already seen other people around you doing it. You can do it. anything that you see anybody else doing out there. You're perfectly capable of doing no limits. Beautiful. And you know, folks, I just have to add in here again, that you, you know, I've talked about it before on the show that I have had developed this fear of open spaces. And so I went out to the beach and we decided just to have an absolute blast and toss a Nerf football, but with the opposite of our real throwing hands. So we, I was throwing left-handed and I'm right-handed and it was hilarious. I've never, I haven't laughed that hard in a long time, like tears coming down my face because it was so fun and so funny. Um, but it was, so I, I totally forgot of any fear that I might've had of being in the open space because I was just having so much joy and laughter in trying to throw a Nerf football left-handed. All right. So how do folks connect with you? How do they contact you? My website's easy. It's just my full name, Michael, A-E-L, Andre Ford, michaelandreford.com. And again, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Andre, like the champagne. 
Ford like the truck or car, and everything's there. Tons of social media links, this, that, resources for plenty of other authors, teachers, movies. I think there's a 1940s movie that goes down as the most least undiscovered guardian angel movie called Lucky Partners with Ginger Rogers and Ron Coleman, who was the number two actor British in Hollywood at the time in 1940. But Lewis Milestone was the number one director. And if you like um, that Christmas movie that goes on every year on NBC, um, It's a Wonderful Life. That's a little dark. This one I like better. I think it's a real gem. So check that out at the very least or that gymnastic movie. It's totally safe for anybody who's like, oh, I'm not sure. But you read that book, Way of the Peaceful Warrior, it'll do great for you. My little book, which I, I still say my, it, again, written by angels, you touch that. It's a little less than $5, but it's angel writing. Watch what happens if you're in a bad mood. You won't be able to touch it. So it's a very interesting little gem there. Wonderful. Oh my gosh. Well, I just, I feel so blessed to have you be here with me and, and share your light and, uh, and your work with me and the audience. So thank you. Well, we'll have to get going when we get off the show. And then maybe as a teaser for a minute or two, you know, afterwards that you'll put together for this, you can mention what happened. Oh, for sure. Yes. <laughs> You're going to have to tune in folks, because I'm going to give you an update on this. Yeah, yeah. And maybe down the road, we'll find you, um, find a friend of yours and they'll do it. And then you guys do it together. And again, maybe we can bring that person on. And again, it'll be a three-way to talk. Oh yeah, for sure. That would be awesome. Yeah. We'll figure it out. All right. All right. I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thank you everybody out there for the patience on this topic, but no limits if you can remember that. And that was my last point. Awesome. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember, until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today and remind you to visit my website as well as the academy.terrywellbrock.com for the courses. But if you go to my website, terrywellbrock.com, you can sign up for my monthly Hope for Healing newsletter, which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows um, and just a great space for, uh, again, healing and hope. Thanks for, again, being here and being a part of this healing space. I very much appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye.